Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, the word is out. They're going to talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 681. Sierra, nope. Oh, God. I feel, for Joe. I feel like I am I am punished the week before something I really want to see comes out. <laughs> like, it happened for Halloween. It happened for this. And, and now just... next week, the hotly anticipated <laughs> turning red. Yeah, I can't wait. What a <laughs> dumb move on their part. What are you thinking? I guess the cross. I guess they're thinking that, like, what if we really do turning red instead of the Batman? Okay, I'm in. No. <laughs> I'd be good with it. No. <laughs> I'd be good I mean, with I'm, it. I'm, I'm down for it just to, just to torture Joe. That sounds like a blast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's been waiting and highly... Into- he, he just presumed. He's like... Hey, I did. You know, that's the, fair. That's the fair. one before did, the yeah. big one. Wait a minute. We haven't solidified Yeah, this you mean yet. turning red. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's Pixar. That's huge. <laughs> huge. So uh, let's go around the non-virtual table, and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Uh, before we jump into Joe's favorite genre of film, <sighs> the musical. The, the period piece musical. Yes. Yeah. A double whammy. <laughs> yes. Do you need like 20 minutes for this? Two weeks of show shares? Should yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty. Uh, oh, good. Pretty much. Sixty minutes of suck. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for our listeners. For the movie. <laughs> So uh, where was I at? Oh, shameless plugs! Don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, TuneIn, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us. While you're there, be sure and uh, follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave a review behind for the people that come along after you. You can also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Real Spoilers. Uh, while you're there, like the page, join the group. The group's a great place to just have movie chats. And it's called the League of Show Sharers because we're hoping you'll share an episode. So people who were kind enough to share an episode the last two weeks, 
I told you I'd make it up to you. <laughs> Here we go. Chris Falls, Travis T. Witt, Chris Magic Man, Librarian Cynthia, Julianne Jordan, Edward Fairfax, Christopher Rex, Ralph Tribble, Gabriel Lugo, Heather Sachs, Tammy Sherman Powers, Tom Doughty, Chris Williams, Minorities Report, Megan Kearns, Spoiler Piece Theater, Ryan Terry from the Forza Crowd Podcast, In Session Film, Brad Hyen. Wait, was he on one of them? No, you're good. Okay, yeah. I'll say it. Checks out. Uh, binge Movies, Nostalgia Cast, Geek to Me Radio, Feel and Film, James Install, Vertigay 314, Chris Wilson, uh, The Manic Pixie Weirdo Podcast, Mike, Mike, and Oscar, B. Garner, Invasion of the Remake, Ronnie Castle, and Matt Naglia. So thank you very much for sharing an episode. We do greatly appreciate that. And also, lastly but not leastly, we have uh, a Patreon, patreon.com slash realspoilers, where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and you help us out and we like you more. And starting March 10th, uh, Matt F. Basler from the Matt F. Basler podcast, we are going to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're going to start the movie, I hope. All of them. No, I just. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yes, yes, yes. Yes. We're not going to recreate the Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. Travel time. Uh, just Tom, mark this as evidence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Delay that quick. Uh, no, we're going to. I I don't know if we're going to do a movie by movie or timeline by timeline, but uh, we are going to cover that series. That's, a, that's, the, that's the plan. Sounds good. From the Truth, Liberty, Freedom, Pizza <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So uh, anyway, there's all that. Let's dig in oh, to this, Cyrano. This sucks. Like it's. I, I tried. I was like, I'm not gonna try. I'm not gonna distract myself. I'm gonna make sure I watch this thing, and I hated it. I hated every <laughs> second of it. I it just it's, oh. every second of it. I could not. Even the parts that weren't musical. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yes because I knew what was coming. Okay. Is this another song behind that one? <laughs> there's another one coming around the corner. I don't know what's coming, but I'll tell you what's not coming. Cyrano. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, it, man. Uh, this, look. It has been established that I'm willing to give... Uh, you, you can go look, look back at our text thread, and I was throwing anything against the wall that would stick <laughs> to see if I didn't have and to do can, this it's movie. public. Our text thread is yeah, public. Yeah, that's, that's, that's correct. That's... Yeah, right. Uh, I would have, you know, the Foo Fighters movie was getting good reviews and i was like can we just do that instead uh 62 percent i think hey I mean, it was... i'll take it <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah I, I just this is not my jam and if it is your jam i'm sorry but it's not mine and i you yuck. own it it's fair yuck with we a side of yuck. we don't want in a year from now joe going i loved it <laughs> i loved Cyrano. i loved everything about music. it it yeah. changed the genre right? things can change uh, in my time. defense i did <laughs> enjoy the west side story so yeah. it's like i don't go into these trying to hate them yeah. west uh, side story is so freaking good we've yeah. said it before yeah. but people are now sharing clips because i don't know if it's out on vod in certain places yeah. like certain territories though because there's hd clips going around and people praising it and i'm just like that movie's incredible. Yeah. Like, it makes, I mean, it reminded me of how good it was. Yeah. It, really, it, it was really good. Yeah. This was middling. Oh, yeah. God. There are things to like in this movie. Up its own butt. But there's, like, first off, like, so I don't own skinny jeans. I don't have a pork pie hat. Uh, I don't have a tweed vest. So okay. I am not familiar with the work of the National. But based on this movie, what's not the, a not a fan. What's the National? That's the band that wrote the songs. Oh, movie, and they're very like hipster. Like oh. I'm drinking Coors, but ironically, not because I'm poor. Drinking Coors Light. So this yeah. is like a a Resner, Atticus. Like you know, this is like a, a band trying Easy lemon no. squeezy. What are we saying here? The concept is like a band coming in and doing a score. Like 
okay. bands coming to. Okay. But it's not the score. I mean, the songs, the the words. No, and no, the, that's it, true. That's you know. Yeah, no, you're right. I just yeah. mean that uh, bands becoming right composers. It's like when Elton John wrote this, the wrote the songs for Lion King. Except <laughs> oh, those were good. Which, I thought yeah. you were going to say <laughs> to his own movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all because you're mentioning. You know, we're talking about Foo Fighters. We're talking about all these different bands that yeah. have done. You know, work with different films. Oh, sure, sure. This is like Phil uh, Collins. This is like the Nationals version of Phantom of the Park. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Fan- yeah, it's like right. okay, Phantom. Okay, check of the. Okay, <laughs> several <laughs> options. And you park. went with Park. Okay. Yeah. Well, I see where you're going a, here. Yeah, it's perfect. a whole journey trying to figure out where that's going to land. I like who is this for? For real? And I don't like being that. Like who? Who is well, I mean, asking this is for one of the classic stories of all time? I and ever and anything you've seen, you watch this movie and you're like, oh. This is the thing that everybody has copied. You've seen this story this is, over this and over. Yeah, this I is mean, a John Hughes movie in 1980. Yeah, I mean, you know? yeah, I mean, it was, you know, obviously the Steve Martin's Roxanne. Yeah. is this story? I mean, there, were, I mean, there was an episode of the Brady Bunch that riffs on this. Concept. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I but mean, also the story at its core, the best friend who loves the woman, but the yeah. woman's in love with somebody else, right? And then he has to help her, you know, in her relationship. Yeah, this is this with is the a other ni- guy. this is a 2000s. Like teen comedy, yeah. and yeah. we've seen this, which is well, why and got, those are, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's you know, I don't know how you say friend zoned in French, <laughs> but uh, French zoned. I French like that they d- no, that's very different. You know, I like very that they didn't thing. go with French accents, but it's weird that they went with British accents. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Kevin's like, mm, okay, nah, that's indefensible. I, was, I, was, I <laughs> want to defend it, but I have nothing to say. I, I just didn't want to hear bad French accents because them Agreed. attempting to do that and f- singing and everything. I just think it's funny that like for Americans, whenever it's like, oh, it's like, it's like old timey and courtly. It doesn't like matter British. where it takes place. Give them a British, British. accent. <laughs> it's the only one that Americans are like, no, I get that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh. Like fancy, they're fancy. <laughs> okay. Right. So on paper, if you dissect all these little things, there's a lot to detract. I there totally, is. I totally get there's it. There's a lot to like in this movie, but too. but I also exactly. And so let's start with its premise. Like yeah. I, I like so Cyrano has always been. He has a large nose, right? And I and and it's always some crazy prosthetic, and yeah. and so I like the idea of of flipping that on its head and like finding a different a different. Th- you know, physical trait that causes him to have low self-esteem and feel ostracized. Sure, right. And sure. so, but it also um, takes away from the ridiculousness, right? It does so, because yeah, like, so when this play came out it was like what the 1500s or something. And so putting a prosthetic nose on somebody, it was, I mean, ultimately it was really just more of a metaphor for, he had something, some physical trait that wasn't deemed cool uh, or attractive. Art, the art. D- didn't feed the, fit the beauty standards of the day right, right? And, and, it, so, and it blended in with the stage aesthetic you know of big well noses and you need and, something that would be very right. visible from a distance that's fair in a, in a live stage performance you know so i i like the idea of like oh we'll make it a little person especially because peter dinklage is great sure and, yeah that is so an amazing actor i just thought that was a really clever way to to cast him in this role to incorporate him mm-hmm. is he the, is, I think he, I think he's playing the Toxic Avenger oh, I, I think he, I know he's in a it TV but is show he playing or it? I think it's a I don't know what it is but either way okay sure yeah yeah I'm, let's I'm do down, that man I'm down <laughs> but uh so I I thought that's really clever yeah and it's weird I heard an interview with him on Mark Marin's podcast and he was talking about how he liked the fact that they didn't just swap out being a little person for the nose and I'm just like 
what movie did you see? <laughs> That's yeah, exactly like, what they did. That's exactly I, what they did. And, and I like, thought that was kind of the cleverness of it. Right. Was like, that you didn't have to rewrite hardly anything yeah. to have, like, you're a freak. You're, and obviously, I'm not right, right, condoning right, it, but, but, like, but yeah. for them to be hurling insults instead of a big nose, you know, people at that time, the way they treated other people, right? right. Saying, like, you're a freak, you didn't hardly have to change it. And that was what's so clever. Totally. So, like, I was really mystified yeah. by, by that comment because I'm like, that's exactly what they did. Yeah, and maybe then, the musical again, aspect he was saying was so different. Maybe that he liked that it wasn't. I know just he a, said flat. I like the fact that they didn't swap out this for that, and I'm oh. just like, but they, <laughs> but they did. That's the okay. one thing they. Well, I guess they swapped out another thing. I mean, he but, even quote unquote uses the M word at the end of the movie, right? Like, does he? Yeah, he says that they would never accept her. Uh, yeah. Oh. With me for that. And at the very, like, in the very last scene, he says it. So. Man, I don't remember that at all. Yeah. But okay. that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, I, I like the premise. I like the setup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a it, timeless story. It's I'll a good looking movie. Yeah. That's fair. So with all that being said, the big problem, I think, is as a fan of musicals and someone that really, truly enjoys them. And I know Tom does, too. I couldn't tell you one song. There's not one memorable there's song. There's one good song in this, and it's the it's the the one when they're going into battle. Yeah, and I'm not saying there's not oh, good songs. Yeah. Like that is a good song, but where they're memorable. going into battle or where they're getting the the letters. Well, the letters as they're yeah. getting ready sure, to go sure, into sure. battle. Okay, okay. It's the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Agreed. I, yeah, I thought too. I'm like, oh, this is good. I was but, like, oh, finally a good right? song. But like, I that's... could not hum a bar. I yeah. could not repeat a, a lyric or word. When I was watching it, I was enjoying it. So they were effective in getting me through the story. But they were but... those kind of songs. And like, I know people love Les Mis, but like, mm, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> I do love but, Les Mis. But, but like, <laughs> like, like the song. I mean, it's it, it's spectacle, right? Like that's a really cool musical to see. Sure, but like. Oof, it overstays its welcome. And <laughs> and the songs in Les Mis, to me, always sound like they're making them up on the spot. Oh, because like it's just... always and like there's in the same thing with this movie. I was yeah. like, are they going out of their way to not have a melody? <laughs> like there were times when as someone who can't write a song, I was like. No, no, no. The 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 music should be like ba 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 da. Like then oh, then you'd have a sure, melody. Sure, sure. But you like go go ba da ba da ba da ba. You're a hundred percent right yeah. because when I'm watching this, I'm thinking the lyrics do not match up with the song they're playing. Yeah, they 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 don't work. Not all the time. There were a couple where you're like, oh okay, but that was a problem throughout this entire. I film. think some of it is the type of singers the 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 three main actors are right yeah. because like when you get to that one song that's good. It's yeah. not them singing. They don't right. f and sing it. Yeah. Like it's other people singing it. Well, and what, so, do we, what do we know that gal from? Didn't we yeah, just she see was in her the Netflix in stuff? Yeah, no, uh, the the Tom Holland, the Devil All the Time. Oh, and she she's was the in, sister, and she was in the other uh, Hillbilly Elegy. Okay, okay, that's right. Uh, Haley, Haley Bennett. Haley yeah. Bennett. Who always reminds me of like the lead singer of Evanescence or something? What's her name? Amy Lee. Amy Lee. No, who's what's the other one? Then there's another band in that style. Like, there's only one where there's singer of Evanescence. <laughs> no, yeah. No. <laughs> there's another. There's a rock band or something. Paramore. Has, what's her name? Haley Williams. Yeah, I just for some reason I get Haley Bennett because that also sounds like a rock band lead singer. <laughs> yeah, name. That's fair. That's and so fair. when I hear the name, I get them confused. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I man. But yeah, the the songs in this are pretty brutal. They sound made up on the spot. I think the acting's really good. The acting's good. It's a good looking movie. Um. Kelvin I, Harrison Jr. I think has the best voice when he started singing. 
Is uh, that the the dude? The other yeah, guy? the love yeah. interest. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he's in a movie called Waves. Did you ever see Waves? Oh, Waves I'm is thinking so you didn't. good. Waves is it's a gut punch just, of a movie. It's like Requiem for a Dream. Oh, like it's great, style. but you're never gonna want to watch it again. <laughs> Phenomenal though. I saw it at the St. Louis Film Festival. I don't. Know, were you there? Did no, you know, I, okay. I watched a screener. What, okay, I watched that at the St. Louis Film Festival on the big screen. Knew nothing about it. This film, it's done in three acts, three different points of time. The storytelling transitions in a way you've never seen before but also the aspect ratios change yeah um they like per act yeah and it has to do with the story and the characters and what's happening and then the aspect ratio it is a phenomenal like i don't know why that movie didn't just suck up all the awards is it up was it from this year or from last last year okay um but i just don't think people watch like the academy members i don't think enough people watched it because if you watched that thing it was really Mm. good so sea waves he's the lead character. I mean, there's several leads in the film, but uh, you know, it starts off about. Remind him. me before you leave, I, Joe. I might still have a screen. Okay, I'll yeah. definitely check it out. But uh, yeah, it, it is a phenomenal film. If you have not seen it, so check it out. But anyway, he, when he started singing, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, he's got a great voice. Yeah, like the others weren't terrible, but it was like, okay, he's done some singing. Yeah, Peter Dinklage is not very yeah. good. And I, but he's like, talk kind of talk. Yeah, yeah, exaggerating that, that talk sing talk kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, and Haley Bennett was going for it yeah well and she so she can sing though, her right? and peter well, dinklage, she's the lead singer of paramore <laughs> yeah right <laughs> her and peter dinklage were in the 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 stage version oh is that right yeah okay and okay. so um you know one of the other problems i had with the film and this is just nitpicking to some degree but like so when the premise of the film is that like one of your main characters is really bad at formulating his thoughts so mm-hmm. bad that he, you know, entrusts someone else to do it on his behalf. Mm-hmm. Perhaps having him break into song <laughs> where he's singing all his thoughts. <laughs> mm. Isn't the best. So Wait, this like, is not typically a musical, right? No, no, this is the, but no. they, they turn this into a musical yeah. for this. For this movie, yeah. correct. This is the okay. like uh, this Hamilton. Is, I don't, but I guess Hamilton. Yeah, was a but musical. it is as much of a. I don't want to say a stunt because it's cool and an effective storytelling method. But it's as jarring as Romeo and Juliet having pistol like handguns and being yeah. set in L.A. Like doing a musical of this is the the big Never, attraction. Did I ever tell me. you that story about oh of no. Romeo and Juliet? Well, yes, of <laughs> Romeo and Juliet in Fair Verona, where our story <laughs> yeah. lay. Yeah. So that came out in ninety seven. Yeah, I think because I was a freshman in high school, six or seven. But I was either way. I was a freshman in high school. So you see the trailer, and they don't give you any idea that it is oh, Shakespeare. in Shakespeare, yeah. right? You're just like, okay, Claire Danes, yeah. you know, oh, they're like Leonardo DiCaprio. They're playing like, an Everclear song, exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, oh, Romeo, hilarious. an updated version of Romeo. I'm in. I'll, you know, which girls want to go see this. I will go see this. Which that's is fine. the same as Joe showing up for a musical and not knowing it's a musical. See, it's you the mean, same. Like, into the woods. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you with Shakespeare. I hate it. It is so frustrating because, like, I when we had to do it in school, like when they would break down the plots, yeah. in class, and I was like, "Oh, this is really good." Agree. He should have had someone else write it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, do you think Shakespeare's the same person? You mean like it just one guy, multiple people? Yeah, do you think it's name? one or is it a bunch? I of mean, people that knowing they... almost nothing about it, really, but just logically, my gut tells me yes. Okay. 
I have no idea. Who is that gives a, is up that a ownership of things? Yeah, like who who would consolidate other people? Like what's the end game there? Like yeah. I just I just tend to think yes. Like the Dread Pirate Roberts of writing or something. <laughs> it's just I don't know why, but that's a theory that some speculate because of you know the scholars. I couldn't tell you why, but the way certain things are written in different periods have a completely different. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. But yeah, like I remember sitting down in that theater and that movie starts and I was like, oh, you sons of bitches. Yeah. And that's like, I bet ugh. that's a clip we could take from earlier episodes when we like tricked him into watching <laughs> musicals. Was. I remember sitting same. down sitting down for Into the Woods so, yeah. and I had no I had no even, idea. And that thing starts and Emily Blunt starts singing and I was like, son of a I, oh, I got to watch this whole thing now. And it's terrible because James Corden is the worst. Uh, well, good job. I love you. Has proved my whole theory. Yeah, I, you, full circle. No, you told, I totally remember that. Like walking into that and be like, oh, okay. This looks like a fun little thing. Yeah. And then it starts. And I was like, yeah, Christ. So for people that haven't seen the, you know, other movies or adaptations, Roxanne. So the story. Cyrano is this character who he's, you know, he's quick witted and he's funny and he is, his he's words are eloquent. A, he's a he's, renaissance man. And he's perfect in every way, except that in the obviously in the in the in the original stuff he has a large nose in this. Which list. I looked up. This play came out in 1897. I really thought wow. it was from like the 1500s or something. Oh, but, okay. But it's no, it's from 18. So it's a lot newer than I would yeah. have thought. And then in this, obviously, it's Peter Dinklage, and he is in love with this. With I almost called her Roxanne. Oh wait, is it that is Roxanne? That, that <laughs> yeah. makes more sense. All right. Yeah. I was thinking. I was like, well, that's just funny because it's the name of that Steve Martin movie. But Perfect. That makes more sense. Why? Yes. And his character's name in that movie is C. D. Bales, right? C. D. Oh, Bales, is it really? That's pretty good. They did that. That's like pretty it. good. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that movie. You should see that movie. Is it good? It is so good. Okay. It is so so good. I do love Steve Martin. And it, it yes, it is so good. And the way the way they 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 incorporate things from Cyrano. Is it's just who's real. the love interest in that? Uh, is it Mary Steenburgen? No, no, no. It's uh, Daryl Hannah. She plays well, Roxanne. That, make, that makes more sense. And yeah. um, and I mean, they even incorporate fencing, kind oh, of. Okay, like okay. there's it's, and you you get the scene like a version of the the scene in this one where he's crashing the the musical and, and or the theatrical performance, yeah. and he's basically doing all the insults before the guy can do the insults. Mm-hmm. You get a scene God, like that's, that. That sounds amazing. Oh, my God. The, watching Steve Martin do that would be Roxanne wonderful. is so, so, so good. Okay. I think that's what I know this story from. I that's think Roxanne's the first yeah. time that I ever was introduced to this, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. But right. Yeah. But, yeah, so he is in love with Roxanne, but she, Roxanne's... But she won't turn on the red light. <laughs> what, don't turn on the red light? She doesn't have to. Doesn't have she to. doesn't have to turn that's on the right, red that's light. That's right. Well, she definitely puts on the red light <laughs> to on. his romance plans, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> no uh, yellow light there. None whatsoever. So, But she is in love with this other character, and I can't remember his name either. Which is very much a Romeo and Juliet type of love at first sight situation. Yeah, right? immediately. And in, in that movie, the Boz Lerman 1996, I verified... Uh, film the they you know the room stops there's a big party going on yeah but it's everything huge, freezes it's a crazy scene and so yeah. it's the same kind of situation where they see one another and instantly love at first sight but they don't know one another he's just a, a like army just recruit a, just guy a dude, just yeah. a guy and she's from nobility and so she's supposed to marry obviously with her station and have a we two haven't families. talked about ben mendelson in this movie ben mendelson is movie. almost unrecognizable and yeah. i didn't realize he was in it until i heard him talk and i was like is that 
Yeah. Is that Ben Mendelsohn? I, I love Ben Mendelsohn. I do I don't, too. I don't know that he did anything for me in this role. I mean, he's under about a pound of makeup and a massive costume. But I don't think he brought particular scene talents or anything. No, to I, it to I will say I think he is really good at that, like under the under the covers menacing villain he i think he is a brilliant like oh god rogue one he's so that's what good. i'm saying though right like and he's uh, it's it's he's kind of doing a uh christoph waltz in inglorious bastards mm. in that movie um but in this one there is an underlying menace to him like that when she reads the letter about like uh oh god. you know he's like you can either marry him you know you can wait for me we're gonna we'll get married or I'm coming and I'm going to have sex with you whether you right. want to do it or not. And but like, he says it in an eloquent way to where he doesn't right. flat out say it, but he's like, or oh, we will celebrate this without the vows of blah, 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 yeah. blah which so you're basically like, is, it's, yeah, it, it's, he is, I think he is a brilliant actor. If, yeah, you, haven't seen, if you haven't seen The Outsider, yeah. I highly recommend that. That's really good. Oh, he's good in everything though. He would, The first thing that I saw him in that I think where I really noticed him was he was in, was The Place Beyond the Pines where he was, was he the cop? With him and got, no no he wasn't a cop he was a guy in a trailer that kind of befriends he's like friends with the ryan gosling character i think okay I he's think a phenomenal he, i think actor. he's gonna be a big player in the mcu coming up oh you think you I know do. i keep waiting for him to come back and ever since secret i think he's gonna be secret invasion and all that's leading okay uh, in, yeah i think he's that's gonna cool be i'm happy for him to come back i keep waiting for him to transform into someone get that, else get and, that money yeah. Uh yeah, so our other character just cannot get the words to express to Roxanne how he feels. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. I think what else is really cool about the story though is look at this. Like he's at least my interpretation, he's good looking, he can sing, he seems healthy and whatever. You mean the, the other character? The Calvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, yeah. character. Christian Daniel. Christian. Yeah, yeah. Christian. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so uh Calvin Harrison Jr. Um <laughs> he has all this going for him, but he can't write lovely poetry. Yeah. So look at how everyone but it's looks, right? He's not sure. looked down upon because of his looks. He's handsome, good looking guy. Cyrano's looked down upon because he's short. So you're just switching one shortcoming for another but look how much crap he gets which is really sad because look everyone has certain things that they i they don't do well but that doesn't make them any less valuable yeah any less good of a person uh you know and any less deserving of love which is sure the story's whole point so i think that's kind of cool how you see different people that are good at a lot of things but one thing's missing it is i mean i think we'd be remiss to say that christian is a black man in the 1800s which well, I, but this, know, is, this is this is colorblind, colorblind casting yeah. no no no, no. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah totally like every everything <laughs> is different like like in a more historically accurate that's what thing, i'm saying that would yes that would be a mitigating factor right. for his societal acceptance but that's not what we're doing no here. no no yeah. you, we just you, have to let you, the audience that hasn't seen it know that it it's not uh it's not part play, of the story it is not right. part yeah. of the story at all because that could be hard to follow because if you haven't seen it and you're thinking like oh it's like that's his thing is he but right no, 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 that but there never, is no thing he um, has no thing there's another that he can't write there's another like a captain Cyrano's friend Cyrano's buddy yeah. is in the army with him and it has a higher station he's a black man as well but again that's not accurate right. to the time no 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 uh so Cyrano and Christian end up coming face to face in this like circle of death I don't know what they were trying to do but like Cyrano like he challenged like so somehow they they're going to fight at this point I guess Christian he knows he uh, Cyrano asks Christian his name. He says, and he realizes that, like, oh Christ, like yeah, this is the one the guy. that Roxanne is in love with. And so we I saw Cyrano earlier. We should say kill the guy at the opera. He had banished this guy from the opera house for a month, right? And this guy came back to perform. And Cyrano's like, "I'm giving you the chance. Get off the stage." 
he's like, no, people want to see you me. Suck. Yeah, and so they they basically it's an extreme form of heckling. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're introduced to Cyrano's poetry and how good he is with words, and ends up the guy is going to be off the stage, and then a patron. I was the that was Ben Mendelsohn's like right hand man, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't get that connection. I think that is it that was. why he's so mad about it. Yeah, okay, yeah. But anyway, he challenges Cyrano, and we see how good of a fighter Cyrano is. He, just, I did like this scene. It was yeah. like I like seeing the Peter Dinklage. Stuff. Yeah, Peter yeah. Dinklage like move around and like really he's, you know Tyrion and, and Game Tyr- of Thrones. I was thinking I mean, the same he's thing. Yeah, got the experience with swordplay and everything. So we see how good of a fighter he is, and so then uh, he challenges the new recruit, and they are basically getting hazed. It's like a hazing type ritual. Yeah, but uh, the new recruit actually. He what's says his name, his name Nathan. What's his name? Christian. Christian. Sorry, Christian. Christ, Christian actually insults Cyrano. Yes, and so that's where it becomes like Cyrano is going to take him out to the death because he's insulted his honor, just like the patron guy did and challenged him to a duel. Right. So Cyrano would have killed him, but he, yeah, what he your realizes name? who he is. He's, he's like, like, I like to know the name me. of the people that I kill. <laughs> yeah, he really right. is going to kill him. He says that it, you know I'm Christian. I mean, I'm, I'm Roxanne's brother. And I like is this, what he ends up Embra- embrace me. Embrace Everyone's me. waiting for a duel to the death, <laughs> and he says, "Embrace me," and and he's like, "Hey, what, sir? Uh, what?" <laughs> so this is so Cyrano. T- it's takes it upon himself. He's like, "Look, if I can't have her, like at least I'll make her." F- well, it, he thinks it, that it is he kind can of like still, a, that's right. That like his, that's the ulterior motive. Is like my words. His will, words are the ones making her fall in love. So therefore, he's still doing it. Right. And eventually, he's just saying, "Well, better than nothing. Maybe it will work out." But right. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe before it's too late. Maybe <laughs> it not. Does, it doesn't. <laughs> Spoilers. It's yeah. The original catfish. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And the yeah. first cup. It's yeah. <laughs> but there are so many stories that do this, where the best friend who's of the opposite sex comes to the person, and I'm so in love. Oh yeah, right. tell me more. Well, it's oh, also, it's this other guy. I was thinking, and, like as I'm watching this, I was. Do you remember the movie? Um, She's all that. Yeah. Like that's kind of the same thing, right? Where they take like the Freddie Prince Jr. as the high school quarterback, whatever, and makes. Rachel Lee Cook, who was like the nerd into the hot girl, like it's kind. I just of always think of not another teen movie. Also great, right? Yeah. <laughs> Walking away with the, yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris Evans, baby. Chris Evans yeah. before anyone knew who the hell that was. Well, that was that was a star making role. Yeah, literally with a banana in his butt. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's yeah. why you're into that. Could be very star making. Hey, you do you, man. Again, no sh- no shame. Whatever you're into. So he starts writing these letters. And I love this, how he, how he just pulls out a letter. Put your name on the bottom of this. <laughs> he says, you carry love letters with you? Yeah. He's like, yeah. you never know who you can run into. Yeah, right. I love that. I have one prepared every day. That's pretty. And, but they're all for her, right? Yeah. Like he's, he, yes, they're yes. all for her. He's really writing her because he loves her. And he's got this letter already in this case. And so he just says, stick your name on the bottom. Yeah, just, but uh, <laughs> it, it, this is what pe- people did before smartphones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Dinklage is so good with his acting. Like we said, his performance is phenomenal in this. And his humor, the way that, yeah. like he did as Tyrion in Game of Thrones, he has a way of this under-delivered it's a dry wit yeah but it's, is... it's so good so it's so sharp right uh yeah. Tyrion was supposed to be very intellectual mm-hmm. Cyrano's also intellectual and so he's perfect casting for these characters which is another great reason why they were able to change this adaptation and get him in there sure i mean you felt the hurt you felt the you know the smart ass nature of him everything that you felt what did i see what was the first thing I, was it the station agent that's the first time I remember seeing him was the uh, station agent. Death or, at a Funeral was the first time I saw him, the original. Yeah. The but British. Both. He's in both. 
Right, but yeah, the, but I, the, saw the one I saw is, the original in theaters. Which is great. It, it's phenomenal. I, yeah. yeah, I think I saw it at Tivoli. Or, but uh, yeah, I think it was the station agent. was the first time I saw him. I've never seen station agent. That's oh, pretty good. Really good. That's really good. What yeah. is that about? Just uh, oh, He man. like mans I, this like train right? station. That's what, that's what it like, is. Like kind of in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And yeah. he's in love with this girl. <laughs> and, oh, you know. Is he saying to her? No. <laughs> Writer poetry. No. Okay, so very different. Got but uh, um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's very like very quiet, independent, very Briti- British movie. independent yeah. flick. Oh, I gotta see that. Then. It's really good. I've heard I remember. It. I remember pop- it popping up at Blockbuster, and I was like, "Oh, watch it. I remember watching the Station Agent and thinking, "This guy's so good. It's a shame he'll never be in another movie, <laughs> right?" Because I'm just it. like, because I'm just like, "Oh, how many movies are out there for this guy?" Elf. Right? You, yeah. Like, I don't mean that as a joke. Like, yeah, that's, it's gonna all be stuff like that. And yeah. I just thought, like, "Oh, this guy, like, this guy's." So good, and he's going to end up being like the wacky punchline because of his height, right? And and I was so glad when he started popping up and things, and I'm like, oh, he's figuring out a way to do this and not play, not have to go down that kind of, oh sure, you know, uh, the minstrel yeah. type role scene for elf little people. Still, well, it's, call me yeah. an elf, but one it, more time. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. It's I'm so grateful that people cast him in these roles, and and again, like ignoring color in certain time periods, they don't mention his uh, height in a lot of his film roles. Right, right. he's just an actor. Yeah, what's that actor. Vin Diesel movie where he's a gangster on trial and and uh, oh, um, oh Peter Dick. Guilty as charged? No. Find, no. Call me guilty? Find me guilty? Find me guilty, yeah. I think. And Peter Dinklage plays the prosecuting yeah. attorney. Mm-hmm. They never it's... once reference his height. Not no. one time. Like He just he just comes in as the prosecuting attorney and owns it. When he walks in at death at a funeral and you get the explanation as to why he's there, it yeah. is brilliant. It is. That's a hilarious movie. Again, if you... If you see both of them they're both really yeah, good they're both re- uh, but both versions are hilarious uh-huh. and uh, I, I can't recommend them highly enough where i was worried about the remake because i'm like <laughs> oh they're doing the you know foreign movie is really popular in the out, how, art house right, circuit. Right. let's make it into an american film and i'm like oh they're gonna make it worse and they're both great so uh but anyway so back to the story so he's writing love letters they get into right. a funny situation where um it, she she is like on the balcony yeah. and he is standing again a very oh, Romeo and Juliet a lot yeah. of this story has a lot of standing yeah. below and she's like tell me some speak to me like you speak to me in your letters and he was like ah yeah. you're cool and this and this you is, got a fun face and this is after <laughs> nice <she's>, cans <laughs> well they are on display she's done with him at this point because uh, after a few letters going back and forth um, Christian's like hey I got this I'm sorry I mean I appreciate your help but I don't need you anymore straight up sends him away he pulls he an Aladdin goes, Go, yeah, goes yeah. to talk to her, and he's like, eh. <laughs> ah, yeah, I can't and, do it. And she's pissed, and she goes into a song by I Need More. I need more than just saying I love you, because in the scene before this, Ben Mendelsohn said I love you. Right. So that, eno- oh, that is not enough I got to tell you, though. So when I saw this, she was like, I need more. I was like, women... Like you just you, but, you pour your heart out and you no. can't you know and I just need more but that makes no, more sense. The, the, ben the point Mendelsohn of the story was like, that yeah. anyone can throw the words around "I love you." You've got this terrible guy that is on right. the verge of, like you said later, is just going to rape her. I mean, if he she openly says, "Like yes." So he said, "I love you." So what does that mean? It's more than those three words. Right. Like she sings. So I really liked that song lyrically, like what it was saying. It yeah. Fit well, um, but anyway, so then he's like, uh, "But I love you," and she's like, "Okay, peace out." A lot yeah. of people say that. And then he goes to the balcony, and in this scene, she's like, he basically, Cyrano's doing Cyrano's poetry. Like, Cyrano's off to, like, it's a, it's an archway, yeah. and uh, Christian was on one side, Cyrano was on the other, 
And then, so Christian, and they address, st- why does like, your voice get down an octave? Well, like- he, he, at first, Cyrano was just like, he's reciting everything that Cyrano was saying. And then it was moving too fast. And he couldn't keep up. So he goes to one side and then Cyrano starts speaking. And yeah. she's like, hey, your voice changed. He's like, well, this is this is my real voice. I'm this an artist. Like, I'm, an, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad they addressed that because I was like, <laughs> but even then, completely like, how different. is she not recognizing no. his voice? She's been friends with him for, since they were children. Since they were children. Right. It's yeah. silly, but they needed to address it. <laughs> if they were going to do it, it had yeah, to be. At, at least they, they gave you something to hang your hat on. Right. About, of, okay. It's at nighttime. She can't see either one. It's a dark. There is like a shadow entryway. over the over the archway. Women weren't very well educated. Right <laughs> so he's so doing. It's... So Cyrano's doing poetry and. And, a, and Christian's seeing that it's working. And like a dummy, he jumps in again and just like, give me a kiss. And Cyrano's like, no, no. Yeah, he's like, no. whoa, pump the brakes. And then she's like, come get this kiss. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, okay. He's like, I don't know what to say. Uh, go, you jerk. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what you do. Yeah, uh, it's like he, it's like the, uh, it's like the French court equivalent of like an unsolicited. <laughs> Yeah, right, that's like, exactly right. You're moving this is too an quick. 1800s unsolicited. Yeah. Yes, right. Every right. once in a while, I ask might for work. that. I didn't ask for that. Yeah. But also, we're seeing that Cyrano. That's something he clearly doesn't want. Even though he's agreed to help him, it's like reluctantly along the way. He gets deeper and deeper in, and now he's like, "Oh, now it's getting physical." Like this is clearly yeah. not ending. Where he keeps this hope up that right, he'll just keep writing and something will work out. But so yeah, so they are moving forward. Their relationship is going really well, and then Roxanne kind of like. She knows that like these the 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 army is going to go off to war. What war they're fighting? I have no idea. So she played. She's very smart, Roxanne, and she yeah. played Ben Mendelsohn. Basically, she didn't want Cyrano and well, her, it's like her. he was pissed that Cyrano he he embarrassed Cyrano embarrassed Ben Mendelsohn the, at the some play point. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn was pissed about the play thing. Right. And then basically it was like, okay, well, they're going to all be going off they're to gonna, war. Well, they're so. going to be in the front lines. Yeah. Like, and she was and like, she the, goes the, best way, the best way to humiliate him is not, to leave him behind. To leave not this let him troop, defend. Both of them, right? Yeah. So she's saving both of their lives. Her best friend and her love. Correct. And I believe this would have been the Franco-Spanish War. Okay. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Good job. This was the original oh, Cyrano. Was I did look <laughs> yeah. it up. Uh, was set during 1640, which is why I thought it was from a long, long time ago. Yeah, it's but an the, old story. It's an old, yeah. yeah, and it's based on a real guy. Okay. Um, and I just Googled French War 1600 <laughs> Cyrano, and, and it came up Franco-Spanish War 1635 to 1659. Oh my god! So, wow. Hey. I mean, all of a sudden, Afghanistan doesn't look so bad. Am <laughs> yeah. I right? So no, it's still pretty bad. We can still we still got Ukraine to hang her yeah. hat on, though, right? That's not nope. Hey, that, at least this one's not our fault. That's true. Yeah, we are out of this one. Well, well, we're not out for of now, it, but it's not our fault. <laughs> That's true. We had nothing to do with this. Yeah, but um, so I'm not as long as that went on. Like okay. You, you, you almost yeah. got to think that that's what that makes sense. That's what they're so. Um, so I love that though. I love yeah, she, that. Basically, she tricks you love Mendelsohn. war. Yeah, no, no. war monger. Kevin, why uh, would you love war? Why don't we just sample that piece? That's, where <laughs> it is. Um, that's worse than the time you love Superman, Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> not by much. Not, not by much. Not by much. But not by much. Um, but it, she does. She she plays Ben Mendelsohn like a like yeah. a, like a fiddle. She's and, delaying because he wants to marry her. She's delaying it and delaying it as long as possible. And this is great too. And she says the only way to prove that you truly love someone or love me is to go win a war for me. Yeah, and he's like, got it. So he's like, I got to go fight for you to love. He's like, see you later. Yeah. So it, it no is problem. Yeah. I'm not fighting in that thing. But it's funny because in other versions, it may be played even more goofily like it's a silly premise is, to say that to someone what does daryl hannah do when roxanne at this point like is there like a 
I forget what I'm just thinking. Like, there's really no allegory or like comparison to. Well, he was Cyrano a firefighter. Oh, so, she talked to the arsonist and said, "Don't set that fire." Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah, it was a it was a crossover <laughs> with Backdraft. That's yeah, wrong. it was a shared universe. I gotta tell you, I love Backdraft. I've never seen it. Oh, it's so it's not <laughs> great, but it, <laughs> yeah, it's, but I love it. Let me put let me well, got Kurt thing. Russell in it. It does have Kurt it. Russell yeah. in it. It's you got a computer war tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. Is that Ron Howard? Uh, Backdraft, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got it's and it's one of the Baldwin's before they mm. went off the rails. You're gonna have to narrow that down. That's true. Uh, they no. all seem to go off the rails at some point. That's true. Or well, I think it's Billy. Is it Billy Baldwin in that one? Which is the one in Biodome? I think that's. Oh, that might be Stephen. Then it's Billy. Okay, yeah. I think it's. I think it's Billy Baldwin. Yeah, too, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's when they were like, well, "He's going to be a star yeah. in this movie with Chris, you know, Cindy Crawford and mm-hmm. uh, the usual." No, that was that was Stephen in the Usual Suspects. Wasn't oh, it? I don't, man. Yeah. I, I'm I my Baldwin. I think, I'm I think it is Billy my... Baldwin. But Backdraft is great. Um... <laughs> <laughs> so Maybe yeah, we can so, an episode on it sometime. I would love to. Happily, keep it in mind. Happily. Uh so yeah, so they they keep the to keep Cyrano and Christian safe. She's like, leave them behind. It's the greatest embarrassment you could give them. And he was like, okay. So I'll they're going on this whole love letter writing and go through the things that we talked about. Right. And then eventually Ben Mendelssohn comes back and he's like uh, Does he come back or does he just send the letter with the priest? I guess he sends a letter. He isn't back yet. You're right. Yeah, he sends this letter with this priest, and I do. I do kind of like this, where the only two that can read it are Cyrano and Roxanne. Like nobody else can read the like the priest can't read the letter, which I thought was interesting. And obviously, Christian can't because Cyrano has a higher education and he's smarter and wittier, I guess. Um, so she reads the letter first, and it's what we talked about, where he's just like, you're either going to marry me and we're going to consummate this thing, or I'm gonna con- we're going to consummate it without marriage. There's a gut punch. I mean, yeah. to, to have her reading this letter and being in love, and she's already been forced into this life and marriage she does not want, and then to, to read that out loud, that I, we're going to do it one of two ways, either get married well, or- Well, she doesn't read it out loud. No, no, no. no. For her to like be oh, I, taking yeah, it yeah, in, yeah. I just mean to for her to be, I think she's reading it. She's reading it in, in her, her head. It's like it's a it's a monologue. She's narrating it but, to us. Uh, Cyrano knows what it says. Yeah, like so we know what's on that letter. It's painful. She says she. So what she reads out loud is her version of that letter, mm. where she's where they saying that Ben Mendelssohn sent this priest uh, to officiate the marriage of Roxanne and Christian, yeah. and then they get married, and it's not good. Right, like the relationship was good. Um, and Ben Mendelsohn ends up finding out that she has married Christian, and he's like, "We're going to war." Yeah, and, and he sent and he puts him on the front lines. You are on the front lines this time, right? And um, you know, th- and sir- are they there for a, a long time? Or uh, this there isn't a time jump on screen at this point, right? But like the time jumps in this movie are weird because there, are, like, I feel like there's a lot that's been that get that has been cut out of the yeah. story because it was like he it it felt like. Cyrano wrote one letter for Christian and yeah. then the very next scene he's like I got it you're good go away and I'm just like I'm like that's a little quick <laughs> yeah there was a time jump in there to, to be presumed that he had yeah. been doing it for a while because it, and I just I, I felt like sometimes this the storyline felt a little hurried I think because it's two hours long it is think two about hours. I mean they must have had to cut quite a few things to get the whole thing in totally and and uh, and, and I'm, I'm not sitting here like oh I wish it was longer like <laughs> sure. I'm like I'm glad they kept it at two hours but yeah. there were times where I'm just like, 
Well, we got to that really quick. Sure. It just yeah. felt, it felt like a lot of times in the very next scene, somebody's like, enough of that. This is how I feel now. This <laughs> is editing. You know, this yeah. is when we talk about an Oscar for best editing and who's included and who deserves it. They're, if To make a cohesive story and with the time jumps and everything, maybe tweak a few things and this would be a little bit better. I agree. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not. Well, uh, if you don't <laughs> like the whole <laughs> premise of the thing, no, but... Uh, and I thought this was like, this is Cyrano, I guess, is like the, he's collecting letters. Is that what I'm understanding? Is he's running from one side of the battlefield to the other? All the people are writing letters to their loved ones back home, whether it's like husband, father, wife, you know, they're all writing to people that they're never going to see again. I don't right. think anyone more writing to husbands. Probably. Not. Oh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> true. No, because they're husbands. Any... I'm back there. Yeah. Well, although true. they are French. No, no, no you're right. <laughs> but there's different yeah. girl, girlfriend, wife. Children. Children. Like that right. kind of, yeah, different different stories. And Cyrano knows that they may never see them. And because he's all about love, it's his duty to make sure that they get these letters. Right. So it's a really noble thing on his. I got to tell you, you said duty. And in my head, all I think is Heroes Princess duty? Vanellope. Yes. Yeah. That's what I, every that, single that time. That is now the. Every time the, I can hear Sarah Silverman's duty. voice saying, you said duty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's, this is that song that you were talking mm-hmm. about where. Uh, the soldiers are basically saying, like, you're the last thing yeah. I'm going to think of when I'm dying on this battlefield. And you're right. It is the a pretty good song. The scenes are really well done, too, I think, of yeah. this. I, uh, the, I don't the, really think you see anything, though, do you? But, but the costumes, the sets, sure. the gunfire, the um, the the production quality of this film is yeah, really good. Yeah, it creates the appearance of war without actually showing you a lot of battling. Yeah. <laughs> Blood and guts. Yeah, which yeah. is not easy to achieve. So, And I get from a budgetary standpoint, like they couldn't stage major sure. infantry-style <laughs> action. <laughs> they but could I felt Lord like they the were at war in right. the film, right? Totally, like, yeah. yeah, they were in bunkers, and they're, you know, yeah. he's, you know, there's explosions on the side the, and things like that. The situation felt dire to me as the viewer. I'm watching this, and I'm like, crap, they're dead, you know? Right, right. Um, and so this is ben where Mendelssohn says, he's like, I have to send one crew out. So this is again to the time jump, right? So Ben Mendelssohn, who was nowhere near this battlefield from my interpretation of like where he was. Right. Cause he's, he's a big shot. Right. So he's, he's nowhere near it. Yeah. yeah. Typical. Uh, he's more overseen war. Correct. Yeah. yeah. He's like a war project manager. <laughs> yeah. He's an assistant to the general manager. Right. Yeah. He sends their battalion or whatever. Well, you it's, it's, call it's it, a suicide the... mission, and he has to yeah. pick one of these battalions, and of course, he picks Cyrano and Christian's battalion. mainly and mainly Christian because Christian married the woman he was going to. Right. I mean, this is total. Uh, and he does make a, he makes a comment. He's like, "This isn't this is war. Like, it's yeah. not uh, vindictive or whatever." So, but so but how? But like, he they get that message real quick. Well, like yeah, the, 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 the time of just, it agreed. It's you know they're, he was like, but it's not, it's not like he did it via Telegram. No, right? they're trying he to send move the time periods along and make the movie not drag out. Whatever. So uh, at this point, Cyrano somehow uh, Christian finds out Cyrano's actually in love. So with her. Cyrano, like, he's got one last letter, yeah. and he was like, take it, and he starts reading it, and then you know, does he say? I think he says, read it, and there's like a tear. Pock, like on the on right. the ink, and he was why like, would Did you, you be cry while you wrote? He's like, because I love my work. I'm very self indulgent. Like I'm very, I'm a very good at my job, and I made myself cry. But Christian is not smart as he's been in some of these situations. He figures that one. Yeah, out. he was like, you love her, and he was like, all right, f- f- yeah, cool. These have all been your words, and he was like, I do, I do like the line where he goes, uh, if you make it back. Don't be surprised if there's more letters than you originally thought. Right, and, he, and Christian's like. What do you mean? He's like, how many did you write? 
one or two extra. He's like, no. I know. He's like, we, he's like, I wasn't just writing her once a week, like two times a week. No, <laughs> three. No. no. Did you write her Five? every day? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes hey, multiple. He put it on Front Street. He said he writes a love letter every day. Yeah. I mean, so. but also, like, I do. You know, this the, I find subscribes to the ten thousand hour theory of <laughs> getting good at something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, just keep. You're not good until you're not even remotely good until you do ten thousand hours. Right. Uh, how many hours have we done this podcast? Yeah. Apparently four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if the theory is to be believed, yeah, right? Uh, so and Christian kind of loses his mind a little bit, and it's and I, he commits I do suicide. Com- he just he doesn't want to live. Is the that woman, what that is the, that what happens? The woman he loves, he knows that they're all going off to their death in this war. The woman he loves, yeah, it's like is, suicide by cop. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, no, no. I get it. I, but like, he, he, he runs no, by himself. I he guess charges by himself. Yeah. into a, a open the, fire. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's did fair. you think he was just fighting? War? I was like, he's just so mad. I'm going to take him all on. <laughs> yeah, no, I've he, watched enough action movies that like one guy yeah. can take on. Well, that only people. works in action <laughs> movies, true. and this is an no, in action movie. Yes, yeah, that's very. This true. is the romantic poetry of this story you know right. if, if if i don't have love what do i have to live for and so he charges out there he gets shot so for listeners what you have to live for is the next person you fall in love correct with, right like that hate to break the news to you yes. there's more than one yes there is yeah. but the people who loved you would want you to be happy which means not just wallowing in your soul you know what i mean yeah. it, it's not a no a, yeah moving on is a natural part it's you know, okay. grieving moving on eventually and it's not like That's why wedding vows are till death do you part yeah. right like once they're dead you can go get you some <laughs> that's the other I think, side. I think in 2022, that's how they changed the wording too right because churches are getting more modern and yeah 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 that's more 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 hip right yeah yeah till death do us part and then, and then feel you, free to go get some right go yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> if you're married, once you're married, you have to get married. Sure, again. yeah. Yes, they don't yeah. say death to you part, then go get some. No, no, no. You got to go marry church, another person. Get married. See, then that's, go get some. that's the technicality, right? <laughs> because they say no premarital sex, but now you have been married. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. There's always a loophole. I lawyer. Just, just ask, like, well, and then they know all about loopholes of <laughs> yes. the Catholic Church. Yes, they do. Uh, yeah, so, so Cyrano, like, he gets, did he get shot too? He gets shot in the shoulder, yeah, yeah in the but, chest. But uh, Christian is shot in, like in the heart, like on, yeah. on his it's chest. He's got like blood on the leg. And Cyrano's, yeah, Cyrano's pulling him away off the battlefield, and yeah. and then we flash. And he six says, weeks. "Go get you some." Yeah, right. And he was like, and "Okay." Then, uh, and then we flash. <laughs> he says it in French, but he's like, "Tap that." Yeah, right. Yeah, it's but it more eloquently. But yeah, because it's French. It but yeah, but it was British French. It wasn't <laughs> <Right>. French French. <laughs> it was it was a British guy doing a French <laughs> accent. Right. Uh, he's like, Tap that home. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's, I read an article about that the other day. The, the, why the, people say home home. Why? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> why bring it up? Because no, I, I looked it up because I wanted to know if anyone. Oh, I read an article yesterday about how to uh, uh, end world hunger. Yeah, how was that? I don't remember. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> oh, I read this thing about how to uh, instantly stop the war in the Ukraine. Tell me more. I cannot, for the life of me, remember what that last paragraph said. It just I, it, it had something to do with the way they pronounce certain syllables, like an N sound, but. The point was, I was curious too. Why is that the first impression? I just assume, I've always assumed that somewhere like That's eighty years ago, yep. there somebody was somebody like, did it. Somebody did it like a comedian, yep. and then it just kind of stuck. The yep. same way people say "play it again, Sam," even though he never says "play it again, <laughs> right, Sam," right. or you know, like Ed, that. That was I was in the same boat. Is like I thought that it. So according to Cora, who people ask questions and they can pay for answers by experts or whatever, and uh, they said, "Why do?" 
French people say hon 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 when they <laughs> laugh. <laughs> that was in quotes. <laughs> we apologize to any French listeners. I was really afraid we'd say something to upset people who are little people during this episode. But apparently it's, it's just a, our French listeners. It's a all it's a full out attack on the French. <laughs> so we'll just pick Carolyn's answer. She says, I've been a French teacher. And French is my native language. No, I that's also <laughs> kiss that. <way. laughs> no, that's a myth, an urban legend. I'm surprised that some people didn't see that it was a joke. People laugh the same way in every language. People say ha ha ha. Oh, now she's taking it too seriously. But no human being says hon hon hon. I think we just did. Yeah. French people are not yet donkeys. She said. All right. So okay. Anyway, so, so, so there but, really was no answer other than just they don't do they it. They don't but do that's it. That's the problem. There's a bunch of opinions on it. The article I said had something to do with it, but someone probably made that up too. But I think eighty percent of core questions are people <laughs> asking the question so they can answer it. That's right. Oh, I have. That's do I, I have the answer for it? It's all because it, it's always like so, it's something hyper specific. <laughs> Tell me about a time when like a cop pulled you over <laughs> and then you were like, "Take this," and then the cop was like. Oh man, you got me. <laughs> Have I got and an answer for you? An answer like well, the one time I was driving home and yeah, it's, I use the like now that you know that every time you read a core like filter it I don't even through know what that Cora is and like you'll be like oh that's what this guy's doing. Oh, Cora is, is a Ask Jeeves or you know it's it's oh. like a service where other people like crowdsourcing answers to questions. I got what you. What was the what answers dot com was the one that used to be big? Okay. Remember answers? Oh com? yeah, vaguely. That was that was their shtick. And Quora, there's other people that took over the same concept. Okay, okay. But anyway, but yeah, I went on Reddit. You know, which you know, there's a better yeah, source. For I <laughs> but I went on Reddit, and this person says, "I live in a French household." Yes, it does kind of sound like that. So, like <laughs> the the problem with these questions and answers is you get a couple yeah. people, I and mean, we've seen different opinions that are right. out there on either side. So yeah. that's dumb. Uh, so we flash about six weeks later, two, three years later. That's yeah, much better. Yep. Three years. Uh, and I I assume that like b- since Roxanne's husband died in war, she she's, can't remarry, I guess, in this time period. And she she's becomes a, widow. a nun? That's how I read it. Like because of this time period, Ben Mendelsohn got her husband killed and now she can't have love or happiness because he's gone. Is that? I don't know if you could remarry they definitely, in the I, was, I didn't read it that way. Maybe. I Because, I mean, people got remarried. I mean. In the you, 1600s? Yeah. I mean, be, the a concept of a widow is not new. But like, in different countries, I'm thinking the the, the culture I don't is know. Different. Because they definitely made it sound like that she is there for life. Like those other two. I like, took it more as she was just like. Bereft? Like, yeah. It just was okay. like, I don't want nothing more. I mean, you. I, I have maybe, nothing to back maybe. this up. That's I thought I'm Ben saying, Mendelsohn's plot, like his plan, yeah. was so evil. I, yeah, I'm not, not saying you're wrong. I'm okay. just saying this is how I, that my sure. interpretation was. She was just like, I don't want anything to do with any yeah. this love stuff. Yeah, it's dumb. I, I'm gonna go live with the nuns. So she either gave up love because how could she love another right. kind of a thing? Right, another um, romantic gesture. And Cyrano, I guess, like is a hermit now. Mm-hmm. A recluse, a recluse. Yeah, yeah. He, he visits her every week. Right? Is it visits her? her? Is that what he's doing, or just visiting the the people? She says she's never. He, well, I, yeah. I mean, he was going there to see her. I'm okay. sure. So he, I guess, his injuries were so not bad that they took two and a half to three years for him to die. Well, I so, took it as like he was like wasting away, like he wasn't taking oh. care of himself, like he had nothing left to live for. So okay. he would just write his letters and then show up and visit once a week and then go back and, you know, like, just yeah. do his thing. 
Yeah. So that's okay. what he was doing was writing poetry to make the people feel better. They're in the hospital. Like I got aside you. from seeing Roxanne, his gig was okay. Yeah, that makes they'll sense. read my poetry and feel better. And I'm visiting my friend, you know, right. person I love, um, which is such a torture for three years now. The other guy isn't even in his way, but he still can't be with her. Like that's yeah. what's well, so is, heartbreaking it, about this story is yeah. it's this. It is the in a way like Romeo and Juliet, star-crossed lovers. They're just destined to for it to never work. And here, there's even more of a chance that it could work. And at every turn, he gets well. At every turn, he's refusing to do it. Yeah, like he's he ref- can do it right now. Like he won't. She, he's brave in every way except when it comes to like her. love. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. which is kind of like the last line in the film, which kind of alludes to because yeah. my pride. He eventually yeah, I loved profuses. you more than my he's like she's I love the only thing I loved more than you was my pride. Right. Because yeah. he couldn't bring himself to be like I love you. You want to go get some coffee? Yeah. yeah. He dies in her <laughs> arms and and Well, yeah, yeah so he she ha, she he kind of nudges her and they're sitting there talking and he says you haven't read his last letter yet. Can we do it now? Cuz I guess he knows he's going to die. Mm. And he starts to read it, and he just kind of puts it down, and he starts reciting it. And she says, you're not reading that. And he was like, nope, sure not. She's, she's like, like, it was mem- you. You're you memorized it. You're doing it from memory. And he was like, sure am. Yeah. And she's like, it, all of that was you? He's like, yes, all of that. You know, he She she figures it out at this point, and then he falls over. Uh, and, and then as he's dying, she's like, whispers in his ear, I totally would have gone. <laughs> 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 and he was like, <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say how sweet and romantic. I really thought that they did a good job executing the story. <laughs> I mean, that, but that's basically what happened. Yeah. Right? Is, I mean, and he yes. was like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. Wait, can I can maybe I eat, for three years? I should have said, can something. I eat that yeah. bread? Can I get some my yeah. strength back a little bit? Just what about something? that soup? Yeah. Someone said there was <laughs> somebody <soup>? said soup. <laughs> Uh, and he, I, I did think this She's was like, kind we of. We would have had medicine, but uh, we got rid of it because it's just the poetry is fixing everybody. <laughs> yeah. We don't. We all we can have you, around here is poetry. Can you read your own poetry yeah. and make yourself Does feel it work better like that? Or is it like <laughs> tickling yourself? Yeah. Like he, thoughts he and work. prayers. Yeah. yeah, he did thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just real quick, I, I pulled up the synopsis of the original Cyrano okay. de Bergerac, okay. the play, and uh, and it says. For Act 5, 15 years later, at a convent outside Paris, Roxanne now resides here, eternally mourning her beloved Christian. It does not appear that... But she is at a convent. Yeah. So she could be a nun. Oh, I. but I'm just saying, but she... I don't think it's that she's not allowed to get remarried. Oh, oh, oh I okay. see, I see. Because it says she is visited by Degouche. Is that how you say it? Yeah, douche, yeah, the douche. Yeah, the douche. Yeah. Who is now a good friend. And Wait, now, the Ben Mendelsohn character? That's what they're saying. Let's see, why wouldn't he remarry her then if they could? It's just and so... now sees Cyrano as an equal and has been promoted to Duke. Oh. So Cyrano's like just chilling? Straight chilling. Straight yeah. chilling. It says uh, Lebret and Raganu, who oh. has lost his, that was the baker, who oh. has lost his wife in bakery and is now a candle lighter. For Moliere, did he lose his wife in a bakery accident? It just says lost his wife and bakery. Maybe they got divorced and she got cut to the bakery. (laughs) And she expects Cyrano to come by to come by as he always has with news of the outside world. On this day, however, he has been mortally wounded by someone who dropped a huge log. Oh, I dropped a huge log right before we started recording (laughs) on his head from a tall building. Oh, so like that's so that's way worse. That's happenstance. Yeah. So he was just hobbling in there, like like Joe said, and just he just. Squish, yeah. yeah. You got squished. You could get away with anything in plays back then. Yeah, you really like, could. What do we do? <laughs> oh, like, no. we, we need the actor to be injured. Should we have like a character from 
Act One, Kemba. Just drop no. a log. Can on you his just head. can you just push a rock out of a window? Yeah. Sure this, can. Why does someone have a log all the way up? I don't know. They this, just do. This is some real Aesop's fable poetic. <laughs> yeah. A boulder came coming down. Upon arriving to deliver his gazette to Roxanne, knowing oh. it will be his last, he asks Roxanne if he can read Christians, oh. quote unquote farewell letter she gives it to him and he reads it aloud as it grows dark listening to his voice she realizes that it is Cyrano who is the author of all the letters but Cyrano denies this to his death and he does that's, that's the way this ends like yeah. he denies it denies it denies it yeah uh Rajanu and Libret return telling Roxette Roxanne of Cyrano's injury while Cyrano grows delirious his friends weep and Roxanne whispers in his ear I totally would have <laughs> and see, very French. It says right it's here, very, it's, very French. And then it says, but she says it in French. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> no, it says that she that she loves him. He com- combats various foes, half imaginary and half symbolic, conceding that he has lost. Oh, he's like daydreaming it. Half imaginary and half symbolic. <laughs> Is that full uh-huh. imaginary? Okay. Yeah, Is one of them a log, <laughs> conceding <laughs> that he has lost all but one important thing: his panache. Oh. As he dies in Libret and Raganu's arms. Which this is the story that originated the term panache or panache. Oh, for real? This this is the first time that's ever been used. Really? I do remember that one. Don't you fact check it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100%. The word panache is clickable here. <laughs> okay. And it says, first is a word of French origin that carries the connotation of flamboyant manner and reckless courage derived from the helmet plume worn by cavalrymen in the early modern period. It is the little literal translation of plume, such as is worn on a hat or helmet. The reference is to King Henry IV of France. <laughs> Damn it, Cora. <laughs> a pleasure-loving and cynical military leader famed for wearing a striking white plume in his helmet and for his war cry, follow my white plume. Which in okay. French would be "Rallez-vous à mon panache blanc." Wow, holy that cow! That was pretty good. Okay, that was pretty good. Well, I did read in my show prep for today. <laughs> this was the first time that someone used it. So you know what? Don't believe anything <laughs> yeah, you read. That's right. right. Don't Hang believe anything. Oh, throwing out a lifeline here. Okay, Please. the first entry at—that's the initial mm-hmm. description yeah. in Wikipedia. The very first entry says Cyrano de Bergerac, the epitome of panache and the reason for its establishment as a virtue are found in Edmund Rostand's depiction of Cyrano de Bergerac in his 1897 Look play at of you, that Kevin. Whew. Look at you. So I, I, it established the word. It like uses it in that context. Yeah. Yeah. Like prior to Rostand, panache was not necessarily a good thing and was mm. seen by some as a suspect quality. Ah, so it popularized the term and word. Okay, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I read, <laughs> I don't have the quote on me, but okay. Thank you, Tom. But yeah, I guess it was considered to be like showy. Showy. And like that yeah. was arrogant and embarrassing. And Cyrano owned it. Yeah. yeah. And so it says Panache is referred to explicitly at two points in the play, but is implicit throughout. Cyrano's challenges to Mount Fleury, Valvert, and at one point, the whole audience at the theater and his nonchalant surrender of a month's salary to pay for the damages, his duel with a hundred foot pads at the Port de Nessel in Act Two, which I believe was the when he gets 
ambushed in the alley. Oh, this is, sure, this sure. is good because in the real story, it's 100. In the movie, it's 10, but he says, 100. Okay, more like 10. Like, I love they address <laughs> yeah. the real text. Yeah. As well as his dismissal of the exploit when take, talking to Roxanne. I've been much braver since then. His crossing the Spanish lines daily to deliver Roxanne's letters and his leaving his deathbed to keep his appointment with her in Act 5. The explicit references bring in the double entendre. Oh, double so, entendre. Yes. <laughs> so, <Lord. laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I guess up till then it was kind of not a good quality. And now it is and kind of. Now it is. Yeah, now, now it is. I mean, it, it, you know, now that's kind of the scene you want in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, Where yeah. Where your yeah. hero kind of shows everybody up. It's the Jack Reacher moment. Yeah, yeah, I mean his whole his whole character is that right? Mm-hmm. Like he's the smartest. I gotta tell guy. you, did you watch that show? I did. I was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mary's it was good. it was very well done. It's it, very different. Yeah, yeah. Cool. From I the... mean, it's what the movie should have been. Correct. And they tried. They had flashes of it, but yeah, you know, but the, that dude's a beast. Yeah. Good lord. That, <laughs> I, yeah. He's what the description should have been he, when it was when Tom you, Cruise. When you read right. the description of Jack Reacher, it's if like, you read oh, the it's books, this guy. That's exactly what they described. <laughs> and we, dis- we discussed that when the movies yeah. came out. We talked about how the description didn't match and all that. And, you know, he did a fine job in that first one. But um, this is the guy that they're like, we're not making that mistake again. He will be right he off the page. He is a yeah. monster of a man. I think it also makes sense that they did it that way because they went to, if for no other reason, to go a completely different direction yeah. from the films. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, especially yeah. since the films really didn't work. The first one, the first was like, one I think was, was, was a decent. moderate success. Yeah. And then the second one, you can tell they shaved the budget. Yeah. It was basically just him in a hotel room plotting <laughs> something. Uh, so that's the end of this movie. Yeah. He yes. dies. He dies. And she's sad. I think it was really effective, though. I don't know that I like Romeo and Juliet. I like the romantic films. You like can't that. wait for Elvis, can you? I don't know. I, I, I like Baz Luhrmann, <laughs> I but I'm not a big Elvis guy. So it's going to be kind of like. You know, I'm not going to have anything to really base it on because I didn't watch a lot of Elvis movies or, yeah. you know, follow his music. Like, growing up, that wasn't a big thing. But, uh, no, I liked the way that this story went. Like, I thought it was a really good interpretation of the story. I think the performances were great. And I enjoyed watching it. The music is not memorable, but it got me through the story beats to where I'm like, okay, like, I'm enjoying it. And uh, the ending affected me. Like, I sure. felt terrible of, you know, they were just, they missed each other at all these not saying he handled it the best, but you know they kept missing each other. It was heartbreaking, and yeah, I feel like we're all at different points. <laughs> Which like, tends you to happen. Yeah. You liked it a lot, and I was like, meh. I yeah. I liked I, yeah. I I didn't love it, but I really did enjoy it. Like I didn't I didn't think, wow, I can't wait to watch it again. But at the end of the movie, I'm like, that was a good adaptation. Like I liked it, you know. Ugh. Yeah, there, the, the one time Ugh. there were definitely things to like in this yeah. movie, but yeah, to me the the biggest flaw were the songs like and sure and, but some people love that band so like maybe mm. I, you know maybe we, i'm the odd man out but i think maybe if you love the band you'll have a little bias and you may enjoy it more but yeah i don't as someone that loves musicals and watches a lot of them i was thinking man if i were going to introduce a non-musical person to a musical i would never one. use this one because <laughs> it's not they would watch and go yeah i hate musicals that's right. exactly <laughs> that's exactly what so, i yeah. thought <laughs> and, and that's where it fails when you have a really good musical you bring people in that don't care for or don't think about musicals right and they watch it and they go that was good yeah that's what you want and so this one doesn't hit the mark and it's because of the music in the musical so yeah. it's a you know it's a huge factor in yeah the quality so but, well, this sucked, but yeah. but does he does but do they deserve like performance accolades? Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. absolutely, and I don't think he got nominated at the Oscars. Which oh, was, really? Which was uh, man? Are, are you even going to watch those? I don't. No, I don't care about them. But I, I mean, care. but the fact is, like, he puts in such a good performance that if he were nominated, if he were nominated for best actor, I think I would 
say that's cool. Yeah, I have no interest in that award show whatsoever. No, I'll watch the results, but I just anything I read the th- yeah. who won yeah. what the next day. But it, that's the thing that kind of frustrates me online is they keep making all these stupid decisions, and then people are voicing their very, I think, you know right opinions about like why are they taking this away from the awards to get more stupid jokes and then other people are like yeah you're all stupid the same people complain you're gonna watch it i'm like i have no interest in watching i'm it. not watching it. It, it it's not true the people complaining aren't like you're making people that did care not care at all yeah yeah they will just find the results why would they spend three hours to watch skits I'm when good. they, they want to hear the guy that poured his whole life and soul into whatever it is cinematography best score and then he wins the award they want to they're there for that. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the average viewer cares about cinematography in no, any way. Not the average form. viewer. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the problem. They're yeah. doing this to try to get in people that don't normally care, and then they're alienating the people that do. Yeah, those are the people. I, I think I, the biggest problem with the with the reason ratings decline is the movies that they give awards to aren't the movies that make money. Yeah, and that's it exactly used, it. it. Used to be the movie the Oscars were the biggest were also the biggest hit movies of mm-hmm. the year. Right. And now they're not. And so it's not the movie stars that are going to the Oscars anymore. And that's what drew the eyes. And I'm not saying that you should ignore the smaller movies to make sure that Spider-Man wins best picture. Although I think this year you could make the argument that Spider-Man should win best mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. But, uh, but because of that, like the last, if you think about it, the last, uh, Oscars where they just had crazy huge ratings was the year Titanic won. I was going to say that had to be the year, right? Yeah. And so that I mean they they don't nominate big hit movies, but big hit movies typically aren't the best movies out there yeah. either. No. And they used to be. They and then Venn diagram sure. has completely separated. Forrest Gump, all that stuff. They they do come back around and coincide every once in a while like Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Right. That was obviously a tremendously popular and huge movie, but quality-wise right. on a technical level. And now Jeff Bezos says I'm going to make it. But you know what another one is? Dune this year. Dune is the popular movie that surpassed, you know, it's not. But I don't feel like Dune has the level of passion out there that like Lord of the Rings did. It doesn't have the level, but Dune was, think of the original Dune, which made no money because no one cared about the story. They attached stars. Right. They put Timothy Chalamet. They put Zendaya. They put uh, Javier Bardem. Dave Batista. They put Batista (laughs) in there, right? So that was star power while you get 20 floating heads on the poster. Right. And it was a phenomenal film. Yeah. It was a big film with star power and it's technically really excellent. So Dune got the nominations Mm -hmm. and if it wins a lot, I think that's going to be the closest that we'll get (laughs) Warner Bros. is actually going to green light Dune too. They they did. Yeah. So anyway, Anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can follow the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and uh, also don't forget our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So uh, I guess you can check us out next week when we'll be covering... <laughs> Turning red. <laughs> Great. I think uh, the screeners in my inbox tomorrow. Do you I'll, yeah, I'll, do, I'll, tomorrow. I'll do a Patreon yeah. episode on the Batman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good trade. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Kathleen is put out of business by Joe Fox. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.